Ah, ha, 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 it is Blake's take, <laughs> it is Blake's takes for God's sakes, it's a Wednesday woman, this is a Wednesday woman when I, where I pick it up, I pick up what I'm putting down, and then I put it somewhere else, and that's just honestly probably the best summation of this podcast I've ever done, I pick up what I'm putting down, and then I put it somewhere else, and then I don't remember where I put it, and then I find it later and don't know what to do with it, and that is, that's how the podcast works, like each week I, uh, I, I, I think I give a take on something. I talk. I, I, I really just pull down my pants and pull them back up again. And uh, alone facing a wall is that's how I like to do this podcast. And that's how, honestly, it's always been done. And I learned how to do that from the greats before me. And I'm just the latest guy doing it, making it, singing it, bringing it. Now, here's what I wanted to do. Ooh, do you, can you hear an echo now? Because I can't. Um, so here's what we're going to talk about this week. There's a lot going on. There's a lot, honestly, <laughs> going off. That's <laughs> what I'm trying to say right now. And um, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going off. And uh, I, by the way, am now a resident of evil. I'm a resident of evil, which is a video game, I think, or a movie, or both. And um, I guess the upsetting thing is there's no way to know. Uh, what that is, but I'm a resident of um, the evil empire, I guess you could call it, Philadelphia, which is how people commonly refer to it as the evil empire. Very interesting. Very interesting. By the way, someone grabbed uh, on Twitter, grabbed a quote from my podcast last week, and it is, it made me laugh very, very hard where I was talking about couches and saying uh, that a sofa is essentially a fish. And which is obviously an insane thing to say. Even more insane is me saying interesting, very interesting in between each sentence, which I, which is the type of insanity, honestly, that I've been going for since day one. So this is where we're at. This is, uh, I'm in Philadelphia. You're in Philadelphia. I think in a way we're all in Philadelphia, at least for the duration of this podcast. So thank you for flying out. Thanks for driving up. Thank you for bussing down. Oh, God. What if I just really hurt myself? Not really. What if I just tore my ACL while doing this podcast? Actually, speaking of, no bit, um, my friend, Je- my my distant friend. No one ever says that. People say distant cousin. No one ever says a distant friend. I think that's a good way to refer to, uh, to an acquaintance, right? This is my distant friend, Maximilian. This guy, this guy's German to the, to the core, and, and honestly, I was about to say, I don't know what that means, but we all know exactly what that means. Um, a per, a, an efficient pervert is what that means. So um, there really is no way to know what that... Oh, oh so uh, ACL. So Jeff and I, my close friend Jeff and I in uh, high school, or maybe it was middle school. I really do, because of this type of behavior, hope it was middle school. Um, it'll be less uh, embarrassing for my family. Me and my family. Welcome back to me and my family with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Um, so <laughs> that's a show 
That's a show I'd give a listen to. Why is my dog out of breath? Out of breath, out of breath. Why is my dog out of breath? We're gonna find out tomorrow. I'm gonna wait till tomorrow to figure out why my dog's out of breath. So my best friend Jeff and I, no bit in middle school, I hope, um, used to do this thing where we would punt a basketball like into the ceiling of the gym and then pretend like we put like tore our ACL. So it was probably the most uh, like a one-two punch of obnoxiousness. Where uh, and honestly, that's how people referred to us as well. Jeff and Jeff McDevitt and Blake Wexler are a one-two punch. I used his full name. I hope that's okay. Or a one-two punch of obnoxiousness. And, uh, yeah, we would punt the ball. So there was that noise where everyone's like, oh, God, where's the ball coming? And then you'd grab your knee and roll around on the ground as as if you blew out your knee. And it was a blast. It was fun. And, um, God, I miss those days. I miss those rays of sunshine coming down my feet raining raining down have you ever actually i would say in terms of sunburn by the way the few things are as frustrating as a sunburned foot right because then you got to put on a sock and as you're putting on socks it's like well if i was wearing socks to begin with this wouldn't have happened because i have uv socks i don't know if you knew about that i invented this great thing called the uv sock and uh uv your way out is what i'm saying right now so um i invented the uv sock and honestly i hate it i hate my uv socks i am blake wexler and uh, i want to tell you about the uv sock now are you sick of your feet getting burnt put on this uv sock i'm actually not sick of my feet being burnt at all so anyway i am moved into philadelphia it's been a true speaking of the day this comes out may 5th 2021 year of our lord if you're in the philadelphia area i am taping i'm recording i am filming a set did my air conditioning just come on i think it did i am filming a set at helium comedy club in downtown philadelphia and it is may 5th it's going to be a great show everybody and i i do I know a lot of you already have tickets. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for getting tickets. And uh, I'm excited to see you during the show. I know Haley has tickets. I know Marissa has tickets. All, all, oh, these patrons, they just give and they give. And so do I. (laughs) What if I couldn't, what if you ever like, there are people actually like this out there where you compliment, they compliment someone, but have to bring themselves into the compliment as well, where it's like, God, you know, you are such a, a hard worker, you know, and so am I. It's like, wait, what? What are you? Who is? What is this about? So, um, yeah, May 5th, uh, which is today, uh, the day that this podcast comes out, there will still be tickets available unless there aren't. But I'm positive there will be. So, uh, yeah, get those tickets. It's going to be a great night. Brittany Carney is middling, who's a, a really, really funny comic. Uh, she's been on Comedy Central. Um, the roles could easily be reversed where I'm opening for her. And just a really original, cool act. And uh, Dan Vetrano is uh, opening. And he's a hilarious comic. I just uh, did his show the other night at the Punchline. A 6 o'clock show I did for him. 6 o'clock. Which, it was bright as hell out. And normally, it's interesting, I... So in stand-up, probably the worst thing you can do is, like, perform 
during the daytime, you know? Just people aren't ready to sit and listen to entertainment during the day, right? And, uh, great, somebody just rang my doorbell. Hold on. Ollie. Hold on. Oh, there's boxes arriving. There's always boxes arriving. Joy, are you good? All right. I know, I know. It's hell. It's all hell. Sorry, my dog. My dog has not has not been handling this move well. He's been handling it fine. He's not a big variable guy. You know what I mean? Ollie, it's okay. It's insane what they've done to us. No. Oh, he's wagging his tigger tail. Why don't you go down and see the box, Ollie? See, is this what you wanted out of my podcast? This is less of a podcast and more of a reality TV show. Huh? And that's... I mean, is there any form of entertainment better? Seriously, is there? Um, so, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, it's going to be a great show. So, I was performing um, at a at another comedy club. Not the one I'm performing at tonight. Tonight, I'm performing at Helium Comedy Club at 2021 Sansom Street in the Rittenhouse area of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. But on Sunday, I performed uh, at Punchline punchline in philadelphia and it was an outdoor show and normally uh yeah performing during the day a nightmare generally i was i don't know if it's my age or if the weather was beautiful performing at six o'clock at night outside on a beautiful day it was like great it felt awesome um there were some drunk people who just wouldn't shut up and i handled it really nicely at first then I may have said that I hope that they uh, fell asleep behind the wheel. That was a mistake. That was the thing I shouldn't have done. Because with a drunk, here's no bit. This is the way you handle a drunk person, generally. Um, or actually, here's, oh, you want to know You want to know how to handle uh, hecklers and stuff? Why don't I tell you that after this break? But first, um, what are we going to talk about this day? I'm going to talk about uh, my back surprise. Uh, I'm going to talk about uh, living in a city versus living in the suburbs. And uh, I probably won't get to either of those things. But that's what I plan on talking about. So, oh, and I'm going to talk about uh, how to handle um, hecklers, heckle, heckle uh when we come back. But seriously, tonight, if you can go, May 5th, Helium Comedy Club, tonight, 8 o'clock p.m., great show. Brittany Carney, Dan Vetrano. I'm shooting it. It's going to be a three-camera special. They're shooting me in 4K, baby, and that's the way I'm meant to be seen. So, um, yeah, and we're recording it. Uh, it's going to be a mix of Blake Wexler classics. It's going to be there's going to be, there's a couple new jokes in there too. Never been told, never been heard. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited for you to see it. And I will be right back with heckles. Blake is really funny. Blake is really cool. Blah blah blah. And we are back. Good morning, honey. Good fucking morning. So, oh, God. Every once in a while, my voice just sounds quite exceptional. So, how do you handle hecklers? Now, this is actually a thing I want to... I actually think it's interesting to talk about. So, um... The best way, this is all no bit, by the way, unless I do a bit, in which case I will draw attention to that. But um, this is, I guess, the sincere section of the week. Did we have a sincere section last week? I don't recall. But just because it's sincere doesn't mean it's not 
Silly. I, actually, I do think that's literally what that means. So um, how to handle hecklers. Now, there's a bunch of different ways that comedians handle hecklers. You know, I've seen some who you've seen those like videos on YouTube of comedian demolishes heckler. Comedian takes heckler's mother and drags her from the back of his truck. You know, like these crazy videos. Um, that's one way to do it. You know, like you can snap at a heckler and like, Ollie, no, 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 I'm recording audio. You can't, what happened here, huh? Oh, he got poop on the thing. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He's silly. So, um, anyway, forgot I was doing a podcast was just, was just talking to my dog. So, um, there are different ways of that's So that's one way, just like completely destroying them. Um, which is not what I do. Uh, there is another way where you you just like are engage them and you just turn them like on your side and be overly nice. I don't really do that either. So here, what, rather than just uh, continue for another minute, 40 seconds about all the things that I don't do, why don't I just tell you how I do it? So um, the way I, the biggest thing for me, hi, with hecklers is A, do not lose your temper. That's stay calm i think is that too because the moment you start the moment my uh energy gets to i'm I'm trying to think of this so here's the thing when someone heckles you it's it it's very to me it's i'm not insulted i'm annoyed that you interrupted me does that make sense it's more like they could yell you fucking suck and that's the thing where like i don't think they're right you know what i mean It's, it's not as if i value that opinion or even consider it of huh what I, I wonder if I do suck actually you know maybe this person oh my god this guy's right I suck I suck <laughs> but so it's not that it's more that when I go on stage I have a plan generally and sometimes the plan is to not have a plan just riff and have fun um often it's oh I want to try out this material I want to see if these jokes work so when someone interrupts me it takes away my time and it hurts my train of thought and uh, that's what I have an issue with and that's what I get frustrated with so for me the big thing there is stay calm and don't get angry or snap at them. Because once I snap, I stop being a comedian and start becoming just a guy yelling. And that's not special. Does that make sense? And by the way, with for snap, I mean snap for me. You know, I would never just grab them by their neck and be like, I'm going to fucking kill you. Like, I would never, ever do that. I mean, for me, snap, we're just getting, like, angry, you know? So, um, I think... Or flustered, I guess might be might be a better uh, description of that. So, um, so stay calm is the first thing, okay? Because uh, once I lose my calm, I'm no longer clever. I'm no longer funny. I'm just I, I literally lower myself to that person's skill level. Where as a comedian in a heckler situation, your you your, all the odds are with you. Does that make sense? Like, if you're dealing with a heckler as a comedian, A, people paid to see you. They are cheering for you. You're the home team, right? And then, also, uh, you have a microphone, which the the mere fact that you can just be louder than this person whenever you'd like is honestly probably the biggest power that you have. 
And yet people are just pulling for you. Like someone who yells out during a comedy show, they're the asshole. You know what I mean? Unless you're like some piece of shit comedian, in which case someone could be the hero, which I've also seen that as well. I've seen an audience take the side of a heckler before, and it is one of the more fascinating things I've ever seen in my entire life. So, um, but, so you have all these advantages. It's just, you're playing with a lead, you know, to put it in a, you have a big lead to put it into sports terms. So, um, or I guess, I mean, I didn't have to say to put it into sports terms. You understood what that analogy was. So um, stay calm. Uh, understand that you have an, avan- an advantage. Don't lose the advantage. And I've also seen, you know, I-, I learned this from Bill Burr, is that he will often let the heckler just talk. Let the heckler talk for a few You know what I mean? Like, let them just set them up and let them speak for a few minutes. Because once... Here's the thing, 99% of the time when an audience member is speaking juxtaposed next to me as a stand-up, you're, you're just not going to look very good, you know, because the things that I'm doing are rehearsed, they're trained, I've been doing this for 15 years, you know, and when someone heckles, they don't really have a plan, <laughs> That's, I think that's the big thing, I have a plan, a heckler has no plan. It's 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 literally an outburst, and then they have to deal with the consequences of it. You know. So the thing is, is like if you're quiet and stare at them, you know, they will talk themselves into a situation that you can then make fun of, and then get rid of. So, and that's another thing. Um, moving into the next, uh, my next edict, my next theses, theses. Hi. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, my next thesis on this is uh i only deal i'll only deal with a heckler one and a half times does that make sense i'll deliver a line or i'll tell them to be quiet and then if they yell out again i'll either be like like all right the first time was fun now it's time to stop (laughs) you know so i'll put and then if that doesn't stop uh i'll generally have them thrown out you know, because after a certain point, I don't want to be mean to them. Um, I don't want them to ruin the show. So it's like, all right, sometimes someone. Oh, and here's here's the biggest thing. Context, too, or empathy with. So if someone screams out, you suck, you know, obviously no empathy needs to be had for a heckler in that situation. But sometimes someone might be talking at their table and they could just say, you know, like, oh, wow, that reminds me of this thing. Like, that was really, really funny, you know, or something. So if you if they're like, oh, like, I'm having a good time. I was just telling my friend how funny that was, like what you or why I think you're so funny. And you just go, die, pig, die, you fucking pig. You know, and they were just talking at their table. You as the comedian look crazy. So I would let... I would try to figure out what just happened. Did they mean to be rude or were they just accidentally rude and they didn't know they were talking that loud? So you just say like, hey, just so you know, I, everyone can hear you, you know, or something like that. And they'll be like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. Nine times out of ten, they'll say, oh, my God, I'm sorry. And you just get to keep doing the show. However, if they keep doing that, that's when it becomes more of a, uh, an adversarial situation. So those are, my, uh, those are my thoughts on hecklers. I'm trying to think of what my worst heckler ever is i've told this story a thousand times but the best heckle i've ever seen was in um or best person well first of all these are the best times i've ever seen a comedian deal with a heckler um i saw greg giraldo when i was in high school uh rest in peace where he there was a heckler who yelled i can't hear you to him that's so funny i have two stories here where the heckler yelled i can't hear you you know as if it was 
maybe it was the same what if this is the same idiot um the old i can't hear you at greg geraldo and, and greg was like and geraldo was like oh yeah you know i really wish god if only i had some sort of fucking piece of technology to amplify my voice if only there was some way you could hear uh, uh, god if i would kill for something to make my voice louder than it really is you know, just laughing about like pointing the microphone at him the whole time that made me laugh i didn't do a good job of explaining it but that did make me laugh um also, I've told this before where there's a comedian uh, named Tom Dustin in, uh, well, he was in Boston when I lived in Boston. I guess he lives in the Florida Keys now and strong Boston accent. This guy was heckling him once um, and he had a lazy eye, which is important to the story. Uh, the heckler did. And he's heckling Tom and then Tom, Tom tells him to shut the fuck up. And then the heckler goes like, I can't hear you. And then Tom, and then the comedian goes, oh, what do you hear out of that fucking eye? <laughs> like it was the meanest thing I've ever heard. And if you think that heckler didn't shut up immediately, um, by the way, I would never say something like that on stage, but it was the funniest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. And then the best I've ever seen um, someone deal with a heckler is I was actually at that show in Philly that famous show when Bill Burr tore apart the city of Philadelphia, where if you're not familiar with the story, uh, Opie and Anthony was uh, this offensive radio show that used to be on for years. And um, they would do like a travel, they like had a touring stand-up show and the comedians on it were like just massive names, like, you know, Tracy Morgan, Bill Burr, Robert Kelly, uh, Jim Norton, you know, like those types of comics, like Bob Saget, I don't think there was ever a woman to perform on those shows, <laughs> to be completely honest. And um, really, really big names, you know. And uh, Bill Burr was like, oh, uh, Jimmy Schubert, Bob, yeah, Jimmy Schubert, I think, was on this show. And everyone was bombing, and it was in Camden. Uh, it was called the Tweeter Center. I guess it's called Susquehanna Bank Center or something now. Who the fuck knows what it's called? And um, everyone was getting literally booed off the stage by just like a bunch of alcoholics. And I was there, I was in high school and I was able to get in cause I was performing on like the side stage, um, before that, which was booked through helium comedy club. So, um, everyone's getting booed off the stage. Bill goes up and everyone starts booing him during his set. And you can look it up, look up Bill Burr, Philadelphia, and it'll come up right away. And he just systematically dismantles Philadelphia for the next 10 minutes. And uh, it, it's honestly the most, one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. This was at least 15, 16 years ago. And he did it in a way where I, I know I was just like, oh, never be, I, I try to never be overly mean to the audience, but that audience, it wasn't really an audience that he was dealing with. It was just a blob, you know, just an amorphous blob of negativity. And he just tore apart the city of Philadelphia with these incredible, <laughs> incredibly specific references. Like, I hope, you know, Donovan McNabb breaks both his ankles. Like, you know, the Phillies will never win a title. Like, you dig up Tug McGraw <laughs> with his candy cane uniforms. Um, he just systematically destroyed the city in a very very creative way which i thought was very impressive um so that was the most incredible thing i remember in that mo it's a very very famous event in stand-up comedy i'm sure he said a bunch of shit that doesn't hold up but um i just remember as a high school kid seeing that happen in real time i was like oh this is a special thing that we're going to be talking about for forever 
and this was before iPhones and stuff, I think. So someone, I don't know how someone recorded it. I guess they brought a camera in, which is like crazy to bring your own camcorder back then to record. I guess people did that with concerts and stuff. But um, yeah, so those are my, uh, those are my, 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 I don't know if it's advice. Those are just my thoughts on how to deal with hecklers. Uh, stay calm. Look at the context. Are they trying to be rude? Are they a repeat offender? Or is this just like a one-time little slip up and uh, react accordingly? And, um, yeah, I only deal with them like once or twice. Oh, and also don't, here's, here's the biggest, here's the biggest one. Once a heckler or like a rude audience member is put to bed, you know, like once they stop heckling, do not engage them again. Do not engage them. That's the biggest mistake. And that goes for any comedian on the show. And by the way, do whatever the fuck you want with stand up. I shouldn't tell you what to do, but, uh, I guess my opinion is I if I saw someone put a heckler down and as a comedian you're doing the rest of the comics a favor you know if there's a heckler or a loud person or a drunk person I, I guess I'm just using the term heckler for all those things if they're taken care of and they're no longer heckling and they're quiet my biggest pet peeve is like a comedian or two later another comic will go up and engage that heckler and be like Hey, so uh, like, what's your deal? You were yelling earlier, and it's like, God damn it, we handled this. And then you just because what the comedian's doing is they open up Pandora's box again, and now this person who thought it was okay to yell just on their own, now you're essentially giving them the green light to speak again, and they don't deserve that green. They they do not give them that green light, you know. So um. Yeah, I guess those are all my thoughts on hecklers. I hope. Does anybody have any questions? Ollie, any questions? Oh, no. He's too sweepy. He's too sweepy to think. Will it be a heckler, I think? There is a... Oh, I can talk about that in a minute. There is a little bit of a squirrel. Oh, that's not funny. That is not funny. That's the S word that I just used with him. All right. Uh, I am going to move on to the next section, which is... Oh, I'm going to talk about my... I'm going to talk about... Ooh, I'm going to talk about hot dogs, daddy. <laughs> I got a hot dog next to me, and we'll be right back. Blake is really funny. Blake is really cool. Blah, 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 blah. Blake, Blake, Blake. Okay, okay. So I want to talk. So last night I went to another Phillies game. Second Phillies game in seven years. Second Phillies game in a couple of weeks. And so they had this thing in Philadelphia. It's called Dollar Dog Night. I don't know if they do this at other stadiums, where essentially what they just release dogs in the stadium, just wild dogs, and you can just adopt one essentially so you know amazon so amazon has this new technology i think other places might too where you go to an amazon grocery store and when rather than check out it just knows what you have in your cart and it just charges you it's all like there's no cashiers it's kind of like so it's kind of like that but with dogs so dollar dog night basically you walk out with as many dogs as you want and then they just charge you a dollar per animal and that's i think it's pretty fair um what it actually is is oh he's so small um what it actually is should i go sit in a chair so by the way all right so we just moved into philadelphia by the way and i we have patio furniture as our regular furniture we don't have furniture is the thing you want to come downstairs with your pop so we just straight up do not have furniture so oh i'm going into the living room baby so we have no furniture and um 
Can you hear that? You can. All right, here we are. So we have no furniture. So I'm using patio furniture as essentially a couch. Oscar the couch. Now that's that's that is the type of show I would watch, right? So they think. And by the way, I don't. I obviously Sesame Street has a fairly successful franchise, but I don't understand why they would have a gremlin in a trash can. When you could just, for money reasons, just have a couch called Oscar the Couch, and all the characters could just sit on them, and that's your segment. By the way, here's here's the thing that I've noticed, I think, um, dealing with people. So I did move back. What was I going to talk about? Hot dogs? I mean, who knows even what this, section, what, what this segment will become. But um, so I was talking about, what was I just talking about? Oscar the Couch, of course. I think we covered that ad nauseum. Oh, so I've noticed a thing where with comedy, in L.A., nobody would... I've noticed in Philadelphia so far, if you do stand-up or, like, whatever, or people who are not in the entertainment business, they feel very, very uh, comfortable telling you what you should do and what's funny, and they have... They think that they can, everyone thinks that they can be a comedian. Does that make sense? And obviously there's that saying, everybody's a comedian. And that is what it comes from because it does seem very, very easy doing stand-up because all you need is a basketball and, (laughs) oh my God. (laughs) Oh, I think I may have just had a severe brain issue. Oh Jesus! All you need, all you need to do stand-up comedy is a basketball. Really? Did you not know that? Were you not aware? I don't know. By the way, is, I, I I don't want to speak down to you. I've been doing stand-up for like 15, 16 years. But really, all you need apparently to do stand-up—not a microphone, not an audience, not a stool, not even jokes—all you need to do stand-up, according to what just happened with my mind. One single basketball. That's what you need. I I would I'm I'm worried. So what do you think happened there? What happened there? All you need to do stand up is a basketball. That's not that is not good. So to be completely that's actually very upsetting. So I, I guess you know what? You know what actually did just happen? We're gonna figure it out. So here, to, to finish my previous thought, all you need to do stand-up comedy, it's just like you're just talking so it looks easy. You know what I mean? Like, there's no magic. You don't need, like, a uniform. You don't need cameras. You know what I mean? It's just very bare bones. And everyone can talk, you know? And everyone, like, most people can be funny with their friends, and I think they just assume that they can do comedy. And I found that here, people are very willing to tell you what you should talk about <laughs> and, and also tell you what what's funny and what's not funny, which is, to me, crazy. But, like, I would never be like, oh, like, you know, uh, actually, uh, banker or investment person, I think this is what you should invest in. And they would be like, based off what experience? And I would say, no, none whatsoever. It just seems like your job isn't that complicated. Um, What I think just happened with the basketball thing is I was comparing that to, I think everybody thinks that they can play certain sports. 
you know, where like I would imagine soccer is one because it's just a ball in your feet. I think the more simple and less equipment something needs, the more likely a human being can convince themselves that they're able to do it. Does that make sense? So skiing, I would say a lot of people would be like, oh, I couldn't ski, you know, because there's all this equipment and it's weird looking equipment, like long sticks attached to your feet. I don't know what that's like. You know what I mean? I, I actually have skied and do ski. My point is that like if I didn't, I would be like, oh, I that's the thing I, I'm not sure if I could do. Snowboarding even more so because, you know, at least with skis, it's like, oh, I know I can I use my feet. My feet operate independent from one another all the time, but they never had sticks on them, you know? But with snowboarding, <laughs> it's like, oh, my feet have never been trapped on one large stick, one stump, if you will. I've never stumped with two feet. You know what I'm saying? But then again, with basketball, it's like, okay, I've, I can bounce a ball, and I understand the concept of throwing a ball through a hoop, so that seems pretty simple. Football looks really complicated because there's all that equipment, and you see people's bodies that don't look like yours playing. You know what I mean? And that's the thing, too, where after a certain age, you don't play football anymore, right, unless you're a professional. Everybody plays basketball through their 30s, right? Everyone plays golf until they're dead. Um softball exists you know so like that doesn't seem that crazy but football you you don't see a lot of men's football leagues you know and there's a reason because it's just such a violent crazy sport hmm so what was this section hot dogs is that was it hot dogs so um went to the phillies game last night is that what this section is is that really the fucking diatribe that i just went on okay Went to the Phillies game, Dollar Dog Night was last night. And what that is, is that hot dogs are one dollar. Hot dog and you can have as many as you'd like. <laughs> so it's funny. I, you know, it's weird. Growing up, my friends or and like I, I used to partake until I realized, oh, I don't want to do this, like food eating challenges. So we'd go to wing night or something, and then my friends would try to see how many wings they could eat. You know, and I'm like, I'll have six chicken tenders please because i know i like those you know like why would i make myself sick with a food that i like right but here's the thing hot dogs i love hot dogs i love hot dogs and also no bit i think i'm genetically have you met my friend genetically from manhattan he's a horrific failure (laughs) this guy has never done shit so genetically i think i'm predisposed to uh remember the pizone from pizza hut pizza hut i'll tell you what has gone through a lot of fucking identities now it's challenging people to out pizza it which i find to be a very dangerous game um i also with pizza hut Obviously, they went stuffed crust. That was here to stay. Now they're doing all these different flavored crusts. Good for them, I guess. They, there is it's just kind of like a friend who they're like a functioning addict, you know, where it's like, all right, all right, Pizza Hut. Okay, just I want to let you know you're getting close to a point where, you know, you may not be able to handle this. All right. Oh, oh, there's that behavior again. You know what I mean? Um, 
God, I remember they had this thing called the Big Lasagna Pizza. Not lasagna pizza. Big. It was just a big lasagna pizza, and it was so goddamn good. And my friends and I used to order it before Eagles games, and they don't make it anymore. So, hey, um, Mr. Hut, if you're listening, Jabba the, Jabba the Pizza Hut, I think – I thought that was an original thought. I think I just stole that from Spaceballs. Pizza the Hut. Oh, I didn't even realize that that was – Fuck me. I didn't even realize that was a play on words for Pizza Hut. I thought they it was just a pizza blob. Pizza the Hut. Fuck. You know what? Completely just ignore disregard everything I was saying about hecklers cuz my voice my my opinion should not be listened to. The fact that I didn't understand that Pizza the Hut in Spaceballs was a play off Pizza Hut. Unbelievable. So um hot dogs Oh, I'm genetically predisposed to liking hot dogs. My dad used to be a very thin person, apparently, until one summer he uh, ran a hot dog stand in Brooklyn, in New York, and just ate all the hot dogs, and then it just sent him down a path of just eating too much. (laughs) So uh, maybe I should be careful. Maybe this is the last podcast I do without being morbidly obese. And honestly, that might be the name of the podcast. This is the last podcast I do before becoming morbidly obese. Well, nice and wordy, Blake. That's what they want. That's what they... Sam! Hi, Sam! That's what they want. So, um, what the fuck was I just talking about? Hot dogs. Now, as a grown-up, you shouldn't... All you can eat has consequences, you know? Like, worse, when you're a kid, when you eat when you all you can eat the worst case scenario you're really full for a couple hours and then you feel fine but when you eat too much as an adult um you could lose your job <laughs> like you can there's there's just so many things that can happen you know like if you oh i'm gonna walk up the steps by the way uh same price for a one bedroom a tiny one bedroom apartment in los angeles um then uh same price same rent as uh for a one for one townhouse in philadelphia with steps in it my new home has steps how about that and what is ollie doing in this bedroom hmm? what's this piggy boy doing laying in this bed hi little piggy hi piggy so um oh look who left their phone open look who left it wide open oh and he's out and he's out all right, well, fine. So, um, what was I talking about? Hot dogs. Now, I've found that the hot dog is very, very easy to eat, you know, in terms of size. Because think about it, all right? I think hot dogs are so are, are obviously terrible for you. And I feel like because it's not one solid meat, there's a lot of, like, emptiness in it so you can eat more by the way obvious i was about to say like oh this is not based off of any um factual information whatsoever and i think you already assume that with everything that i say so a hot dog um i think because there's so much processed shit because a hot dog correct me if i'm wrong is just like a bunch of random shit correct just like a bunch of gross stuff just in one thing so I think because it's not like a steak, for instance, you can't eat a lot of steaks because that's just pure, you know, beef, right? Like that's just thick stuff. 
where a hot dog, I feel like there's like air and filler and space in it where I, I wouldn't be surprised if there was paper and hot dogs. You know what I mean? And paper wouldn't really fill you up. So you have this paper dog and it's an, just a delicious, just one of those buns that, that's like essentially white bread where like you could ball it up, you know, into like a into a sphere and throw it. Like that's, that's how non-bread it is. So I ate four last night, which, and I could have, if I wasn't drinking beer, I could have had six at, I could have comfortably had six and like, I wouldn't have been able to go for a run or anything, but I would have been like, I probably could have eaten chips later in the night. Does that make sense? So, and I'm wondering and how do I ha- how do I take my hot dog? Um, two a cream and two sugars. <laughs> what if I, w- I was actually talking about coffee this whole time? Which wouldn't be that big of a surprise, considering that I thought the only thing you need to do stand up was a basketball earlier. So maybe maybe we should uh, maybe we should be a little bit more worried about me than I'm leading on. Um, but yeah, it was Dollar Dog Night, baby, and it is. There's something – so here's the thing with Phillies games right now and uh, professional sporting events. Also with a lot of bars, too, where in order to get a drink, you need to also have a food item. So, like, you know, baseball games are like concerts in that everything is just horrifically overpriced already. So a beer is like 12 or $13, which is insane. And then you need to buy a food item, which is also overpriced. So – um, I would get like a beer and then it's like, oh, you must also buy this $6 soft pretzel. So for the first round, it's nice where it's like, oh, I have beer and a soft pretzel, which is delicious. That's $20. But then when you get on your third beer, you're also on your third soft pretzel where you can't, it's easy to binge drink. It's not easy to binge eat $6 soft pretzels. So the whole the, the price of the whole goddamn thing just goes way 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 up um and i guess that's my thought on it what would you rather have okay so say things just came off the grill you know what i'm going to say here's a take here's here's my take oh so i guess i did i was about to say is this my first take i've given in weeks um this is my take well i gave you my take on hecklers and I gave you my take on something else. And here's my take on hot dogs. If I'm at a grill, okay, and hot dogs and hamburgers come out, right? So this is at like like at a barbecue, right? Somebody, not a chef, somebody's making hot dogs and hamburgers. I'm taking two hot dogs and no burger. Is that crazy? Because I think a hot dog, no matter no matter what hot dog you're getting, it its floor is very high. Does that make sense? It's really hard to find a bad hot dog. Like all hot dogs are like very good, you know? But the issue is that there's no you can't elevate a hot dog past a certain point, right? Um, then it stops being a hot dog and starts becoming something else. So as just a straight up hot dog. The floor is very, very high, but it also has a ceiling. Now, a burger has an extremely low floor, and often at barbecues and stuff, you know, it'll be overcooked or way undercooked. They don't have, like, you know, 
like ba- if you if they have bacon to put on, it's probably been sitting out. You know, they have that weird like orange American cheese that is just like been sitting out as well. It's like perspiring. It looks like it. <laughs> It it looks like it uh it has hypertension and it's in you know like seventy five degrees, <laughs> you know like how the uh, the American cheese just has like beads of sweat above its upper lip. Um, so I I think that just at a barbecue, unless you go to a really good one and like the host really knows what they're doing, the floor on a chances are the burger is not going to be good as a hot dog to me. Now if I was to go to a restaurant and they're like, hey, do you want a burger or a hot dog? I would obviously be like burger because it's being made for you you know what i mean or that other stuff is made in like bulk um so here's the thing i realized i said i was going to talk about all right here i'm going to talk about my back real quick and then we will hang up this phone am i on the phone what is this we'll be right back blake is really funny blake is really cool blah 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 blake 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 and we are back. Now, I was going to talk about um, my back, but then I started doing the segment. I realized it wasn't interesting. So what I think I am going to do is talk about. So as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, I am back in Philadelphia. And I'm sure I'll talk about this a lot over the next, uh, I don't know, year. But it's, um, it is so goddamn good to be back i'm like a kid in a candy store you know and i think i've said this in the past i've always wanted to live here you know my entire life um i went to school and bought but it's always been career based you know my career has always taken me away from here where um to become the stand-up comedian or like entertainer that i wanted to become i went to college in boston you know like philly to me didn't have the schools that i'd want to go to you know um to do something like that and then, um, what was I going to say? Uh, so I went to Emerson, basically. So I'm like, oh, this is a school that I can get into and also has, you know, a history, a history of excellence in the arts and science. I think that was their slogan. Um, and also now has a comedy major. So that tells you everything you need to know about that, quote, school, end quote. Um, and then I went to Los Angeles because that's where I interned. I interned at Comedy Central after college and Todd Glass was there and a bunch of my other friends from comedy that I met, you know, starting out. So, um, but now, you know, there kind of wasn't a reason for me to be in LA anymore, really, uh, especially during the pandemic. Um, and I don't know if I've talked about this on other podcasts, but, or even my own, but my plan here is that, uh, so LA is like literally just had their first indoor show, like at the comedy store two days ago you know, and I've been able to perform here, like, I I think I've headlined, like, four shows since I've been back, you know, including the one tonight at Helium Comedy Club, May 5th, 8 p.m., Blake Wexler, the best of Blake Wexler, um, what if I call, no one's ever recorded the best of themselves, right, it's always, like, a compilation album of other tracks, Maybe that's what I do. And now the, uh, performing live, <laughs> the best of Blake Wexler live is very, very funny. So um, what was I saying? Uh, what was I praying? So, um, yeah, so that was, I, I guess my bet was, is that, you know, rather than jump to New York right away, it would be great to have a year just to kind of reset, you know, because for the past 
15 years of stand-up, I, there was never any break, which meant there was never really any chance to get clarity on my act. You know, you just keep going and hustling and chucking, you know, like chugging along. And I finally had some cha- a chance to reflect, and it's like, you know what? I feel like I should try to make a new impression on the East Coast near where I grew up you know, in a city like New York, where I know so many people and spent so much time as a kid, because, you know, on paper, the only two cities that for I mean, I think this was true for a while, the only true two cities that you could have a stand up career in are New York and LA, you know, or like a career in entertainment. But now, rather than to rather than move to New York right away, while things are kind of being rebuilt there, and guys like, you know, very like people like Amy Schumer are doing backyard shows because they haven't had a chance, you know, to perform in over a year either. It's like, why not go back to my hometown of Philadelphia? See, since everything is being done remote anyway, you know, see if I can keep pitching shows via Zoom and see if I can, you know, like live in an area where the rent isn't crushing me as I'm getting better at stand up and, you know, Who's to say now where you see all those comics who moved to fucking Austin? I think that's not a fair comparison because, you know, if you're famous, you can live wherever the hell you want and do stand up. You know, the reason why you live in New York and L.A. is because you're getting so much work there. You don't want to have to, like, fly in and, you know, rent a place for for four months every time you get a TV show or a movie. But I do think that for stand-up reasons and stuff. It's like, oh, say I submit for a special, you know, that's going to be done via video anyway. Or if I'm worth it to them to shoot a special of mine, they'll just fucking come. (laughs) You'll come see me. They'll buy it. They'll send somebody. You know what I mean? So I really do think that I can make, since, you know, everything is so remote now and because Philadelphia is such a special city on its own that I can make my career work here. So I'm going to give that a year. And um, I've been loving it. It has all my favorite food, you know, the vibe of the people where everybody's everybody loves their neighbor here. You know what I mean? I think Philly hates people, but they love their neighbors. You know what I mean? Or I think a city like Los Angeles, which I love, by the way, loves people, but they don't give a shit about their neighbors. Right. Like someone in Philadelphia, you know. If they saw their neighbor from down the street, like, you know, they could be half a block away. That person in Philadelphia would hold the door for them, like, for 15 minutes, if, it, if that's how long it took, you know? Where in Los Angeles, nobody holds the door for one another. However, in L.A., if they found out that, like, oh, there's, you know, turkeys in um, in Mesopotamia trying you know that that need like water or something people in LA are going to get those turkeys their water and people in LA or and people in Phil sorry people in LA are going to get those turkeys their water people in Philadelphia are just going to be like fuck those turkeys I don't know them let them die you know what I mean that's that's the difference and I don't know which is better to be completely honest but um, I really do like the vibe here and I'm like a kid in a candy store man I get to go to all my favorite teams I get to see their games I get to do stand-up you know as a grown-up with 15 years experience and all the clubs that I started in when I grew up it's just been you know for the first couple week or like I mean I've actually only just moved into Philadelphia three days ago so for the first three days um, I'm just skipping around with a smile on my face it's been great so that is the podcast for this week I'll talk more about Philly uh, another time 
Um, thank you so much for listening. Thank you to the patrons. I will see you on Friday. And hopefully I'll see uh, a bunch of you tonight at my show at Helium Comedy Club. All right? I love you all and enjoy your week. Good morning.